0: You awake, bro? Yeah, I'm awake. But it's just like I'm sitting here trying to make sure all my thoughts are together. And also, I'm thinking about, like, what did... Like, you ever go to grocery store and forget something and you don't know what it is?
1: Yeah, i as I'm soon back, as you
0: get home, you're like, yeah. damn. But God. it's still haunting me right now. It's still haunting me that I don't know what the hell that item is that I forgot. So, is it a
1: sauce? Was it a seasoning?
0: It's usually a sauce or a seasoning or a cleaning item. Man, I... It's gonna, when I figure out to, I'm gonna scream it and it's gonna piss me off because now I'm gonna have to go back. You know,
1: the thing that I always forget is pink salt and A1 steak sauce. Those are the things I always forget to get when I'm at the grocery store. Always. And I get home and I'm like cooking my meat and I'm just like prepping my food. So I always, Shoney is a great, she like preps all my meat and veggies and then I just mix my food together and then I open the cabinet. And I'm like, I have no steak sauce, so I gotta I have to measure out a teaspoon of barbecue sauce because I can't go over my carb intake for the day. And A1 steak sauce has no carbs in it. So I was like, dang it. But that's what I usually forget. Messing my keto up.
0: Oh shit, I know what I forgot. It's goddamn toothpaste. I forgot the Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Identity Food. Wake your ass up, man! We got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah,
1: as y'all can't loose. tell, we are. It's early in the morning for us. We up, so we already been out doing stuff. That's why we telling you to get up. It's an early bird gets the worm. It's so. always strange
0: because we'll do we'll do a video like this and then we'll say wake your ass up, but then it'll come out at like six p.m. Right <laughs> why, why is he berating us? What did we yes. do? Why why are you people on the other side of the world yeah. that's
1: asleep? Get up,
0: yeah. People, people <laughs> angry at us, people, people who take naps in the middle of the day.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's who
0: we're yeah. talking about right oh, now. Oh, yeah,
1: you definitely <laughs> take naps in the middle of the day.
0: But our job here is to debate for you as we try to identify with each other. My name is Hero, that is Eric, and we are the amalgamation of the identity booth. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And today, we are talking about something you know we're talking about something that a lot of people don't want to talk about you feel me a lot of people have difficulties talking about this but if more people did this eric i think there would be a little bit more uh transparency in the work work environment i think it would give people the ability to uh lose that ability of saying i'm being underpaid because Mm -hmm. everyone knows what's going on and Mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to talk to my sister about this a little bit before we jumped on, you know, it's funny that in the federal government, everyone knows what they
1: make because yes. they have
0: to make that public record.
1: By, by, and it's by grade. So, you it's know, by grade so you know like if you come in at, at at a g7 or a g12 you know that i'm in this very tight range, range and the person who's also in the same grade or rank as me makes within this little bubble of of, yeah. of the of a, a certain dollar amount and so you don't feel any kind of way because you know we're all getting very very similar pay for very very similar work work
0: and i think the uh the corporate work world could definitely benefit from having that level Absolutely. of transparency. Mm-hmm. But today we want to talk about pay scale because we feel like too often it's being used in a defense that it doesn't really, it shouldn't exist. Like no one should ever have the ability to say, I feel I'm being che- cheated for my pay because I don't know what people around me are making. And just yeah. to give context to this, this conversation happened with me and Eric, where me and Eric were having one of our rundowns and, I got a call. I said, hey, let me take this call. It's from a new number. I think it's a job opportunity. And I got on the, got off the phone and like three minutes later, I came back. Eric was like, damn, that was quick. And it was just because along with talking about pay scale, you mm-hmm. also have to know your value. You have to yeah. also know your worth. So mm-hmm. like I was able to decipher within these three minutes of me talking with mm-hmm. this person, what the pay was, what they expected from me and why yes or no for me. And the thing that was amazing was that this person clearly knew my value, but was hoping I didn't know my own value because of just how they started conversation. And this is no disrespect to anyone who has been offered, you know, $28 an hour, $24 an hour. That's, great money for certain people that's more than 15 dollars and 34 cents which yeah. you know they call the the they 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 call the the bare minimum that we couldn't get Is yeah. better than seven dollars and 38 cents which is the current uh current minimum 7, 7.65 okay. 7.65 oh lord and it's lord, been and it's been, that, it's,
1: been nah, bro, <laughs> it, it's just been so long since you've made that mo- that um, that little amount of money that you don't even know what it is
0: well, then tell us, Eric, what is it about this situation that is kind of mundane? Like, have you ever been offered something that you are more valuable than?
1: Oh, 100%. Um, probably, I've been in a corporate job now for, I'm in my ninth year. Um, yeah, I started back 2012, 2013-ish. Um and the crazy thing is, when the, the first job I took, I took it because I was getting married. I, I it was paying fifteen sixty five an hour to me. That was like, okay, that's double the minimum wage. And where me and me and uh, Shawnee were living, it was like, it was more than enough to cover the bills and for us to still go having a good time. So it made sense. But as I began to do the job and I began to work, I was like, wait a minute, the effort that I'm putting out does not match the money that I'm bringing home. So it automatically started me in the process of saying, okay, I need to gain some more skills. I need to gain some more certs. I need to do the things necessary to move my pay up. So I, and, and that first company, I ended up switching jobs because for me, it was a $4 pay increase. I took it off rip. I was like, so I mean, I, I instantly gave myself a $4 raise to move, take, a, take a, a, another position in the same organization doing something very similar. I said, like, but a lot of people aren't doing that. They get in those fields. They just get happy because this is more money than they've ever made. They don't actually stop and assess the work that they're doing versus the output. Are they getting the outcome that they should get? Yeah. And the second thing is, I feel like a lot of people, especially I feel like a lot of black folks. And honestly, predominantly women tend to be extremely agreeable. They think this is all that they can have. And so they just accept it. But then later they go, well, I feel like I'm underpaid. I said, well, why did you accept the position in the first place? I said, you agreed to work this job for this amount of pay. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing the job. You agreed. So you told the organization that your time and your effort was only valued at this dollar amount. So you can't come back and say later, hey, I'm not paid fairly. I'm not equally paid. You agreed to it. So you got to take some accountability when it comes to that. Um, Hero, like, Hero and I talk all the time. Like, you got to get yourself in a position financially. Get somewhere, stay, keep your head down work, stack up your money, put six, nine months of rent and bills and emergency money aside so that you can get in a driver's seat of your career. You can start looking for other opportunities and you don't have to take that crap. You can, listen, the negotiating table is always open. You were looking for a job when you got that one so you can go get another gig, like you can. I'm just saying you you have to put yourself in a position financially to be the boss of your dollar. I
0: say that and that's a great point, but I also like to give people some, as we're assessing value, Let's talk about your leverage points. Yes. What are the four things you need to leverage a negotiation? And this doesn't necessarily mean the tactics, your word, your phrasings. Because it, it, no matter how you choose to negotiate, it's a it's a learning experience. It's a learning curve. Absolutely. And there's some people you just can't negotiate with. But you having these four leverage points will make you way more impressive uh, way more of a presence and way more mm. uh, confident in your approach. And the first thing is, and this is me, strictly speaking, you need time. Yes. Time needs yes. to be on your side. And I say time because when you think about trying to get a job and do all these things, you have to understand the process. If this is a company that's willing to take three months, which I've had some jobs do to, for interview process, they got time. To Mm -hmm. go through all your stuff and thoroughly make your way. And also it's a mechanism because they've already they know that Jim Bob or whoever is gonna be retiring in two months. So they got time to look into things. So they're very lackadaisical and they hope that you show pressure or they you show a sense of urgency. There's this difference between being urgent in your approach and Mm -hmm. being desperate in your approach, and they can tell the difference. So you have to be able to hold on.
1: Can can we can we stop there? Can you explain to the people? specifically what what it means to appear um urgent and excited about the opportunity versus being desperate for an desperate. opportunity
0: and i'll give you this and i'll use one of my personal examples this was like when i was leaving texas to go to uh, uh maryland and that was a three-month interview process yeah someone yeah. who was de- like when they showed the bag because mm-hmm. they knew there they knew what they had they yeah. showed the bag up front mm-hmm. but for me that wasn't that wasn't it, because I knew if most of the time when you can throw money at a problem, it means you don't have a solution mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you're you looking for a situation. But to give you context, once again, getting back to the point of it, desperate reverse time, I was able to thoroughly interview the director, my mm-hmm. opposing manager. And then yeah. I wanted to also know what is the future plan of this position, because there was no next step. It, this was the ceiling. But for me, if there's thir- three people in front of me who have all hit this ceiling, where am I going to go in five years? I mm. didn't. Ha- they didn't have these answers for me, which let me know why the person whose spot I'm taking left. Yep. The other thing that you have to be innately aware about is when they say the price up front, mm-hmm. they're fuck- They're they're gaslighting you in all re- reality because Dang. if you asked for 10k and more and they said no, you'd be almost baffled. Like. So that is your limit. And that Mm -hmm. you don't intend to give me more money or rate me on my value. You're hoping Mm. that the money is enough for me and that the problems in itself will solve. So like, these are things that I could easily pick up on, but it gives me the time and opportunity to be able to dictate, is that what I want to do? Don't lull yourself into a false sense of security, which leads me into my second thing.
1: Mm.
0: You have to be flexible in the sense that, I can get up and go anywhere. I've lived in 32 states in this country and I and I and I'm not afraid to add more states to the country. I mean more states to my 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 moving list. I I I can I like my dad says, I heard a nickel drop over there and I went to go get it you have to be very confident in your ability to get up and move because when Mm -hmm. you can and this is something unique to millennials these days because we don't give a damn like if we don't like a situation we're leaving like there, we're not going to sit there uh we're going to try and tough it out and make sure everything Mm -hmm. like there's certain times for that but Mm -hmm. the thing that makes us so unique to our generation to other generations is (laughs) a lot of us don't own houses and if we do we, we can sell. we, it's a booming market. You can sell your house and get exactly. 30% interest on it. So like exactly. we, we, we revel in those opportunities. We revel in the ability to be able to do that. We enjoy doing that. And a lot of employers know that. And that's why you see a lot of them come out with that, that contract outright. Mm-hmm. Signing a contract that doesn't help you. is yes. pointless. Yes. Like don't, it don't sign a contract. Uh, I always tell this to people, don't buy a car at sticker price. Whatever's on the sticker, you don't buy it, you don't pay for it for. Is there anything you want to throw into this list as far as adding to leverage before I go into the other two?
1: Um, I'm gonna stick on this this flexibility point. Mm -hmm. Like it it definitely means you need to be flexible enough to pick up and move, but it also means you need to be flexible in in your current situation. Let's say you're in a position and things aren't going the way you want them to go right now. You have to be flexible enough as a person. Mm -hmm and patient enough as a person to allow yourself to, you got to kind of be like water. You got to allow yourself to fit into the glass. There are opportunities that will present present uh, themselves. So Hero put out two things, time and flexibility. And sometimes those two elements uh, require you to uh, obey those principles in your current situation. Again, but it goes back to you being in a, in a, in a having enough leverage to, be in a strong financial position where you could walk away and also just uh be able to wait wait some things out Wait, it could be from another employer or at your current employer but you've got you got to do that
0: yeah you look every situation is going to be different but if Mm -hmm. you're 26 and the person in front of you is 30 30 years old Mm -hmm. and you're going for that person's position and there's no ceiling for that person What are yeah. the chances of him leaving or sh- her leaving? Like exactly. you gotta be realistic about that. So mm-hmm. it, every, it, it definitely a divulge and like deep dive your situation. But the next mm-hmm. thing that I want to talk about that makes it really hard for people to have leverage and negotiate is just the a lack of experience. Yes. For every job you have, if If you've not once, I know a lot of people that have all taken jobs and never once been to the negotiating table. They they get an offer, they don't counter offer, they don't even give themselves the grace to when they say, "What is your pay scale?" And for Mm. all you people, unless it's mandatory, never put the your your required pay on a on a thing. And if it is, you always add ten thousand to whatever you want. Yes, you add ten thousand to or
1: ten percent,
0: ten percent. That's also a good one there. But my thing is you don't have experience in negotiating because you've never taken that chance. Mm -hmm. And that, and that's literally you as an adult. No, most of the Mm -hmm. things you understand and experience as an adult happens from experience. So the fact that you've never sat down and just politely said, could I hear a counter offer for negotiation and this doesn't necessarily mean you have to lay all your cards on the table you could simply no. say i have another offer on the table i'm open to negotiating what are some what are some opportunities and why you putting the odin's on the company it gives you the opportunity to learn something about them what are their yes. fears what are Absolutely. their insecurities because yes. <laughs> i love when a company displays to me without them knowing that i am the mvp pick And for all you that don't know what MVP pick is, is usually when they interview people, they interview them in threes. They have, uh, as I like to call it, Eric hates this term, but the, the token pick, which is basically a minority or somebody that they have to show. And then they have someone who's qualified, but then there's someone they want but they need yes. to show that there's not a bias and this is mm-hmm. corporate America. So they, it is. so they are obligated by certain rules and regulations, but this is the gist of it. And when can I, I, can, what I the- can
1: I, can I get, can I give an example here, please? All right. So I am in the hiring process at my company. We just interviewed six candidates this past week to hear Rose point. We did three on one day. We did three on the other day. There was somebody, um, We had a we had a good group of people, all kind of race, ethnicity, gender, socioeconomic background. And going into the interview, I had somebody in mind that I wanted to hire. After the entire interview process, I completely went in a different direction. Mm. We put an offer to this um, person. She took the offer. She just moved to to Texas and she took the offer. It is four dollars less than what I would what i would was willing to pay her she she took it i didn't put her i didn't put her comp together somebody and somebody else put it together and she took the offer now what do i do i have to let her take that l and now i have to coach her up uh, about negotiating that's going to be my first thing her her skill set and her credentials are far beyond some people that i have on my staff that negotiated their pay and guess what these people who negotiated their pay are millennials Mm. they're 24 25 26 year olds that said nah i'm not taking that but this lady's late 30s is like yeah i'm taking that what why you don't have to it is just the fact that she didn't say hey listen you know, I've worked at this place. This is one of the most prestigious hospitals. It's very difficult to get in. I got in. I have all these credentials. I have all this experience, and yet, people with less experience negotiate their pay and making more than her. So you have to say, "Hey, you're you're coming in here." I was thinking more like, okay, for example, if they if a, if you go in a job, hypothetical, they offer you twenty bucks an hour, and you know the going rate for your job countrywide is 23 to 24 an hour you need to ask for 26 they come back they'll say we'll pay you 24 25 you're in the range you want to be they know that they can afford to pay you more money you know that you're worth more money so make them give you more money
0: you have to be in to eric's point you. It's just. It's. It's. And. And the last point I have to make on this is going to really like give you context to why this is so important. It's a fear of, of conflict. But if you're good at conflict yes. resolution, this is not a problem because the last point, which is the most important one, but is really the reason why no one negotiates anymore, is because you're afraid to be told no. Mm-hmm. Point blank. Period. The, the you are afraid for them to say what you asked for more we're rescinding our offer what you you think you this is a negotiating this was a, this was you should be thankful to be here mm-hmm. that's what you think is going to happen exactly that's what you think it's going to happen and you, and yeah. you have to know that yeah. when you're negotiating the greatest leverage i have is to be able mm-hmm. to say go fuck yourself
1: yes and to that point you wouldn't even be in the position to negotiate pay if they didn't want you You have to understand that if they extend you an offer, you're the person that they wanted above everybody else that they interview. So now is your time to advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. And if they say, hey, we can't do that, they're gonna go back and forth. If they come to a stalemate, they're gonna keep going up until they either they say, you know what, that's without uh that's outside of our range, we can't do that. Um or they're going to keep going back and forth with you until you say that's that's out of my range. I can't work for that little money. And then and then it's over. But yeah. you have all the leverage and you have to use it.
0: I, and I and I and I and I see people saying, OK, so what did you say here? What did you do? Eric? And for me, my my skill set gives me two things. I have two additional leverages. I have an education background that gives me that. And I have. 10 years of experience in the healthcare industry so that also helps me but I I tend to use these things comfort mm-hmm. I am not I am not willing to compromise my level of comfort exactly. for this position. Mm-hmm. as you well know, a comfortable employee is a productive and Absolutely. valuable employee. Mm-hmm. I want to bring that same level of energy to this company if we are if you are open to negotiating further i'd be glad to but if you cannot i also understand and this is a key term that a lot of them makes their ears twitch up and this is when you this is my polite way of saying this is your last shot as much as this is an interview for me i am also interviewing you and Absolutely. as we pride ourselves on taking care of the less fortunate the sick the helpless it's important that the people taking care of them are taking, are taking care, care of, of. And that's and literally when when I la- finish, that's my you see how well I have that memorized. I've yeah. literally used it
1: for years. And y'all see how I was able to finish his thought is because we've had to say it. We've, we've had this conversation with each other. And this is the thing you got to. And, and another thing I want to piggyback here with Hero. Hero and I have rehearsed these things. We talk openly about these things with our friends. We put dollar amounts out with our friends. You can't don't be secretive with your friends, especially if they're on par with you, if they're professional people, you need to see where you're at. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is your pay is, is tied within, a few, within, a, within a, few, a few thousand dollars of the five people that you're closest with. Okay? And so you gotta know, if you're running with a group of people, you guys gotta be transparent about your pay because at the end of the day if your people are really your people they wanna see you get the bag just as much as you wanna see them get the bag. And so if you guys know where each other are, it's, it's a lot easier. Another example, my little brother, I talked to him about money a lot. You know why? Because I'm six and a half years older than him. And I remember about three years ago, we had a kind of conversation about money. I told him where I was when I got married, how much, how little money I made, how much when I took my first job and then how much I was currently getting paid. That, and that was three years ago. And, you know, my brother told me, he said, thank you so much. I had no idea if I was even in the right range of pay for my age, I had no idea where to go and how to gauge what I needed to ask for. And, you know, since then, my brother has negotiated two additional raises and then got in two yearly raises. My brother has gotten, um, since, since in three years, he's given himself a $5 raise.
0: And it's, it's amazing to do. And, and this doesn't just extend to family members. Yeah. If If you're at work, if you're at work, And this goes back to the beginning of the conversation and how we'll tie a bow on this. Talk about pay at work. There are no laws in this country from the Federal Labor or Federal Bureau of Labor. There Mm -hmm. are no laws that state specifically you cannot go up to someone and disclose your uh pay or have them disclose it to you now forcing someone to do it that's definitely out of question but mm-hmm. having a conversation or dialogue this is what unions are for is mm-hmm. what makes people able to have these conversations and i'm an advocate for certain unions when unions play fair and they actually have a role in helping the people that they're serving minus mm-hmm. you know being political lobbyists it makes such a great use of their talent and power such for a great example is the nurses union out of dallas they mm-hmm. literally fought tooth and nail to make sure that people who wanted to be vaccinated other than frontline workers say for example janitors cooks Mm -hmm. and you know med techs and med surge people who are frontline people but they're not seen as frontline by the upper heads to get them vaccinated and that was done through their union so like having this ability to have comfortable conversation if there's someone not everyone has friends at, at work Hi, my name's Hero. But if you do have people <laughs> you mess with, you know, do that. Talk to them. Ask them these questions. And and then whether you believe it or not, you're practicing for the next opportunity. Um, but really, that's that's sort of like how we tied them both. And I think if you guys have, what tell us about a time you negotiated yourself up into a situation or tell us about a time where you you fell out of a situation and yeah. and we can talk about it down in the comment section below but for what it's worth eric where can they find us and who we who supporting
1: first Ooh. of all you can find us right here on youtube now as far as who we're supporting you can go right down in the description box hero is going to place a link down there for you guys to click on for the endurance 24 shout out altonberg and russo 24 hour run to change some young people's lives man we're raising uh we're our goal is to raise ten thousand dollars to hand out scholarships to tf north uh high school graduating seniors in illinois it is where hero and his family went to high school and so it's very near and dear uh to his heart and so we just want to raise that money and support them we will be broadcasting that that 24-hour run live on may 7th i believe Yes. And we we're going to be here for it. So we've already raised three thousand dollars. And so we've got a little over six weeks to raise the remaining seven thousand dollars. I think we've already got pledges from uh, fire department and police department there. So we just want to make sure that everybody and their mama can get in so we can we can send some send some young people to college, send them to vocational school, trade school, whatever it is that they want to do, become an entrepreneur, whatever that is. After that, make sure you hit the link tree all the places that we are shout out to tiktok go over hit our tiktok hit our ig up we greatly appreciate it anchor spotify they 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 kind of paying us right now it's pennies but we'll take it then also go hit that uh that amazon link do your amazon shopping through our affiliate link and let's take some of jeff bezos's money i
0: definitely definitely appreciate you guys man put on your goddamn mask take care of yourselves
1: um i just want peace go get your money go get the go get go get the bag go, go, go,
0: go get, <laughs> go get, bag. Go get it. Man.
1: listen and if you need some negotiating tactics come down here in the comment section me and hero have no problem hopping on discord with you after hours having a conversation and role-playing with you man we seriously want you to, to go get whatever it is that you're worth so yeah i <laughs> hope slow it down and we can catch the vibes, the vibes, the vibes.